0: Live and local. It's Styles and Watkins. Watch the show on youtubecom sacktownsports1140. Or listen on the sacktown sports app. Styles and Watkins, sacktown sports, Kings roundtable with Brendan Nunes. 30 more minutes. Thank you, Brendan, our sacktown sports, Kings reporter, insider, extraordinaire. On the text line, if you want to be a part of the conversation, you have a question. For Brendan, please send them in, 916-339-1140. From the 209, Stockton basketball was booming last night. All we needed was the W. That's from Jamie. Sounds like it was a good time out there. Brendan was there as well. From the 916, Davion Mitchell has essentially become Frank Mason the third with oh. a longer leash,
1: oddly enough. That's crazy. That's Chris just gave me a look like, wow, I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris agrees 916 unfortunately.
2: I definitely have not ever sent a text message that pretty much says that same thing. So, but you agree That's too extreme. That's, That's a little way extreme. too extreme. That's a little bit too.
1: Davion's an NBA player, guys. I'm not saying he's not. What was with <laughs> the silence right now? <laughs> no, there? I'm not saying he's not. I don't know
0: who you're trying to convince. I might I mean, neither. I. Okay, no, this is the name that I was going to bring up, and I brought up this name before because he's one, And the name I was going to bring up, and he's in a pool of whatever you want to call it in Washington, is Tyus Jones. So he's a smaller point guard. Mm-hmm. Give me either of the Joneses.
1: I love Trey both. Jones Trey as, well. as well, both of them. I mean, it's another guy that is like just really good on offense. Just like a all of these guard. guys are have their offensive skills, and that's usually their main yeah. skill. And right. Tyus Jones and Trey Jones survive defensively.
0: Well, right? that's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, the basically at this point, and not even to to joke around, what we're saying can Davion get to Tyus
1: Jones? I think pretty highly of Tyus Jones. Okay. Um, I do, too. <laughs> so, I'm going to go with no, but, like... Because that's a backup point guard. That's that my is point. That is yeah. a point guard. Right, right. right. But right. I think that's one of the best backup point guards in the league. Like, I, I think that he's a middle-of-the-pack backup point guard, probably.
2: It sounds like you're finding a different word for replaceable.
1: He is. I'm, yeah, he's definitely replaceable. He's definitely replaceable. And I think at this deadline, some team could talk themselves into will value Davion more than the Kings do is what it comes down to. And I think that's how you really should look at a lot of the trade deadline is does he have more value to other teams or to our team? And I think in Davion's case, there could be some teams that look at him of like, oh, we kind of like what we see, maybe we're going to change it up a little bit and how we decide to use him, or some guys just need a change of scenery. That's
2: what I was about to say is I do feel like Davion is suffering from the, and it's not just a Davion-specific thing, but I think we we talked about it last week actually. There's guys, once you get off of your first team, that's really when your career starts because that's when you're no longer judged off of – Prior feelings, draft. prior emotion, draft position. There's no. You're just brought in as another guy. There's no history with you, and I feel like Davion right now is kind of suffering from the fact that he was. I don't think people think about it all the time, but the fact that he was the eighth pick in the draft and things like or whatever ninth pick in the ninth, draft. Yeah, I, I think if he goes to a new situation, like you're saying. It's more of, okay, we brought Davion in here because we like the individual talent and what he's going to bring to this team specifically. feels like with this current group of Kings, he's kind of, I don't want to say a holdover, but he was brought in in a completely different situation. Like when Davion was drafted, the Kings already had Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron, and Davion's fit was already, okay, it seems like he's just going to be thrown in when one of those guys is on the bench and he's already with another guard. And so his offensive deficiencies don't really shine as much because you have one of Tyrese or De'Aaron out there. That was the thought process when he was drafted. Now he's brought it or now he's in a situation where he is the backup point guard and you need him to do all of the things. (laughs) all of the things that a backup – you would like to see him do all of the things that a backup point guard does, whether that be playmake like the Joneses or or score or shine defensively, whatever it is. I just think it feels like he, to what you pretty much said, this situation is not a situation that was catered specifically for him or with him in mind.
1: Honestly, it sounds very similar to JaVale McGee experience. And I don't think it's a coincidence that – It's your backups to your two stars. Mm -hmm. Again, a spot you're probably not allocating many resources, right? Right. Financially, you're going out and trading for pieces necessarily, unless you really feel like you have a hole there. But it's guys that you know what they do, right? JaVale McGee is great in the pick and roll. Offensively. Mm -hmm. Offensively. Offensively. (laughs) Offensively. Um, And Davion Mitchell's really good at defending point guards. After that, they're probably going to make some mistakes. Mm -hmm. That you know feel pretty harmful, and I think one of the biggest valuable things you can do as a guy that's playing twelve minutes a night is just go out there and don't
2: mess things up. That's what I was gonna say. It sounds to me like where you're almost getting at is just survive. Yeah. Just go out there. Like we don't For really sure. even need you to be successful. It's just when De'Aaron's not out there, don't don't kill us, yeah. and and just. Keep the ship from sinking until he checks back, or him or Sabonis checks back
1: in. And there's no way for us to know Davion's mindset, but I'd imagine that that's not something that's easy to accept. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Especially what he's coming into. It's pretty I think veteran it's a mindset third year. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that Davion is trusting his work and... Yeah that dude does work like crazy. Like Mm -hmm. the work ethic stories are like Kobe level. Like we have to lock him out of the gym. Right. So I'm sure that he has the utmost belief in himself and doesn't want to be a guy that just go out there. Don't mess things up. Kind of blend in with the group. Like why would somebody want to do that again? Can't speak for him, but like, that'd be a hard thing to accept.
0: No, and I don't think he's forcing it when he plays. It's not, you know, as if he's coming in. Well, I have to show I play well offensively, so I'm just going to chuck up a bunch of threes and shots. He doesn't do that. I think he's stuck somewhere in between wanting to show that he can be somebody else, but at the same time doesn't want it to be like he's taken away from the team because I think he is a good teammate, and I think this team does have really good chemistry. So, you know, if we're talking about Davion and we're talking about... Where his fit is and and fresh starts. Well, we might as well just dust off the trade generator right here and now, and I'll, I'll 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 softball you to start. Okay. Zach Levine, yay or nay?
1: I'm gonna go nay, price considered.
0: We're both we're all on the same page here. Yep. He gets paid a lot of money. Yeah. Now I think it's getting to the point where people are starting to. I I I don't know that you can be. Underrated at that price tag, but I do <laughs> think he's suffering from people saying, Well, he doesn't do anything. What is he gonna? I think, all right, he can play the, the guy would make teams better. Yes, Absolutely. people just can't afford that, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody, the problem is with Zach Levine, is everybody would take Zach Levine on your team, but the problem is what you have to give up and what you have to pay him, right? He would make any team better, yeah. but I gotta give up these pieces that the Bulls want and I gotta pay this guy.
1: I, I don't I don't make I don't have that right I do, I do right. not have that right now in King specific like you're spending all your assets on this guy and I think he'd be great in like a three headed snake type of offense yeah but he'd you're be losing a snake phenomenal but the Kings don't need to get better offensively
0: Mm-mm.
1: like they need defensive improvements Zach Green's not helping that that's not where I'm spending my assets well
0: well well had a conversation about the one dimension piece and whether. We think that the Kings are one-dimensional or not offensively. I don't think they, the Kings, need help offensively when they're making shots. Right, that's
1: fair. Yeah,
0: but when they're not making shots, exactly, Link can get to the cup, yeah. and he might hit you with a three sixty. He can do something. I mean, I'll <laughs> yeah, pay yeah, for yeah, a three sixty. will right. put butts in the seats with a three sixty. So oh, yeah. I think that offensively, you see him make shots, at, or you see the Kings make shots, and you think everything is gravy. But then when Shots don't go in and it's, okay, De'Aaron, take us to the promised land and Sabonis is up against somebody and it's just not falling that night. You could use somebody that could mix it up. But again, I'm not paying that to right. get it. Right. That's the issue. Right. I'm not giving up Keegan Murray to get it. Yeah. That's the problem no. with Zach Levine.
1: Yeah. Can I share something? Please. This is super Please. weird to say. Please. Um, But clearly, I just don't stop thinking about basketball. I had a dream you about really the Kings don't. last night. You really okay. Oh, wow. This sounds weird to say. But I woke up and you know I, I like a guy that wakes up and kind of has to take a sec to be like, did any of that actually happen? Or <laughs> let's hear it. Um, <laughs> Premonition. The Kings made a trade in my let's dream night, Okay. Dun, da, dun, um, dun, dun. They traded Keegan Murray and two first round fi- picks for Paul George. In my dream. Wow. Um, your dreams are so realistic, too. Super weird. Yeah. I was like,
3: yeah, woke up, was
1: confused. They haggled confused. over. What are yeah. the
2: protections on that? Do you yeah, know? Think, <laughs>
1: that's the correct question. No clue. I don't think it makes sense. Uh, but I just love sharing that because we're talking about trades. And I have zero clue. Why, I do, why do I dream about this? Like, because you're a freak, Dream about it sounds why. weird. It's hey, not like, like please stop. happen, please happen. No, it just it was a, like I was literally dreaming. i don't stop, man. And I mean that's
2: ups, that's <laughs> I I could I if you want we can have we can turn this into <laughs> no, a half hour think, therapy session Ball if you want <laughs> but, but uh yeah I mean that that is that's I mean for me quite literally pun intended that is a dream for yeah. me like a guy like Paul George for me is if you can do pie in the sky if you could pick one person and put him on this Kings roster a guy like Paul George to me is ultimately what these guys are missing maybe not today paul george but paul george like two or three years ago where he still has a lot of his athleticism he could still defend so You wouldn't be, take him
0: now not you wouldn't do that would you it, do that deal
2: it kind of no probably not i mean i think i would not i would you I gotta do that deal it becomes like this is where the trauma of following this team for 17 years comes mm-hmm. in where it's just i'm really afraid to leverage the future when it comes to this team because traditionally king's first round picks are like gold Like that's, you can't get a better asset than a future Sacramento King first round pick unprotected historically. I mean, historically it says that this team's not going to have a run that's sustainable Mm -hmm. for long enough. And you're going to, that pick's going to end up being a high lottery pick. So I think, and that's why when we talk about guys like OG or like, you know, Zach Levine, I really think you, if you're going to make that all in move, Mm -hmm. you just have to be sure it's the right guy and, and, and whatever it is, you, you you just have to understand that it's that one move, and then you probably don't have any other pivot points off of it. So if you're going to make a move for a big swing, whether it be OG or, or Pascal, just just be careful with how much future assets you give up, and be f- careful with the you had to do what you had to do to get player X. Because hey. I'm just letting you know, sometimes things here in Sacramento go a little
0: bit wonky. In the words from the book of the great Meek Mill, scared money don't make no money. <laughs> mm.
3: Got to get to a break.
0: When we get back, more of King's Roundtable with Brendan Nunes, Sacktown Sports, King's reporter, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacramento has a new tag team in the midday. It's Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Town Sports. One more segment with our guy, Brandon Nunez, Town Sports. Kings reporter doing a great job for us following the Kings, not just the Sacramento Kings, the Stockton Kings as well. We've talked Thanksgiving, we've talked Stockton Kings, and we've talked trade generators here, Brandon. I want to get your thoughts on this one. We have Patrick Donaldson on the YouTube chat saying, too bad DeRozan is already 34, otherwise he would be a... Nice pickup. What do you think about DeRozan? I mean, I guess he look he's older now, but I don't even know. Again, DeRozan not really known for his defense. Do you really need a a mid range god on the? I guess to my point, if I'm going to call the Kings' offense one dimensional, maybe you do.
1: Yeah, I mean, his playmaking got really good during his time in San Antonio. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think DeRozan is a really, really good player. There was times last year he was like kind of flirting with MVP conversation for a sec, like super clutch. Didn't he have back to back game winners?
2: Crazy clutch! I, yeah. I think
1: he had game winners in two straight games yeah. or something like that, and they were just totally ridiculous. Um, doesn't really do it for me at this point. Well,
0: it depends on the price tag, it right? Does. I mean, sure. if I mean, are you? I, and I think here is the line. Here is a here is a realistic line. Uh, I know he's been hot, but I am just trying to be realistic because I don't think they give up Harrison Barnes and Davion for DeRozan. That's not going to happen. So I guess the line for me. Would be Harrison Barnes and Herter for DeRozan.
1: Yeah. And even then, like, that's all your matching salary for like deals down the line. Like, that's kind of how I look at Harrison and HB here. Like, that's how you get to 30 million, you know, if you're trying to go trade for a Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi. And it's like, I think De'Aaron's three point shooting if it keeps up, changes these conversations mm-hmm. because a lot of it to me is like, oh, there's so many parallels between the Nuggets and the Kings. And it's like, great. It's a lot easier to go get an Aaron Gordon when your two stars are shooters. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Gordon's a non-shooter, mm-hmm. you know, but just defensive focus. Kings don't have that with their stars. But if De'Aaron continues to develop as a three-point shooter, then maybe you feel a little bit better about taking somebody in that's not as much of a floor spacer. right? Um, but again, it, it's just the same thing for me. I'd rather spend those assets elsewhere if I'm the Kings.
2: Real quick, uh, just a sidetrack onto De'Aaron's shooting. I know you you talked with Luke Laux a lot last year about the development of of De'Aaron's shot. and It feels like every year he kind of goes through this at the start of the year where he kind of gauges, like, did my offseason work? Did it pay off with my shot? Like, I'll take eight to nine threes for feels like the first 10 to 15 games of the year and then reevaluate where I'm at in terms of percentages from there. Do you feel like De'Aaron has gotten to the other side of a hump with his, with his shot? Because what last year, I think he was, where where did he finish? 33%, 34% from three. I mean, 32.4,
1: 37.5 this year. Yeah. And it
2: was up at above 40 before uh, Mm -hmm. that two of 12 performance the other night. Do you feel like De'Aaron's shot is something that is legitimate or is it still kind of something that you, you got to see before you believe it fully?
1: I think it looks different. Um, you're right. I do think typically start of the year, he's letting it fly a little bit more, mm-hmm. seeing if the work. But I also think there's an aspect of like proving it to defense. Sure. Like
2: putting it on Not tape, seeing right?
1: it for yourself, but seeing it like presenting it to mm-hmm. other people because now you have to defend me differently. In that Dallas game, Derek Stone Jr. started going over screens. Mm. So I was like, whoa. That's crazy. I don't know
2: if I've seen that. I've never right. seen like that. Not it, on De'Aaron, no. It
1: was wild. And what, he made six in that game? Um, De'Aaron shot nine plus threes five times last year this year eight games how many times do you think
2: uh over how many you said
1: eight eight games how many how many, how many times has he taken nine plus i mean he just took he 12 did it five he times all did of it. last season i would say he he's did. done
2: it i would say probably five he's i would say he's five already times done it five times this, times. this season That's insane. I, I think
1: it looks different he looks confident mm-hmm. um i told you Chris. he's only missing <laughs> he front and back you yeah. know i like yeah. it's a little thing but i don't think it's really left and right you yeah. know we're not seeing yeah, I don't need to throw a stray. Um, <laughs> hey, but it's, no. it, you know, on. it's all forward and back. And when they're going in, they're bottom of the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That net is going up after five. Or barely moving. They are yeah. cash. Yeah. It looks different to me.
2: So from what you talked with Luke last year uh, about and shot, what do you think is the thing that, I mean, you know, you're not analyzing and shot like Luke is but where do you see like the most development or you say it looks different what to you if you could pinpoint what would you say looks the most different in your eyes
1: yeah it's kind of hard and this is just sort of me guessing here and a little bit based off conversation like you yeah. said with Luke Lauchs last year but I think last year a big thing was the follow through um kind of holding it at the top and just seeing your shot all the way through this year his balance looks better to me mm. I feel like he's going straight up um, it looks right. like the same motion every time a mm-hmm. lot of times he was off balance last year he may jump forward a little bit or backwards or like to the side um, I feel like he is just straight up and down on all of these shots you know he takes one dribble into a pull up three and it's like he's just elevating straight up like even if you think about his mid- ranges you know he's going full speed he's always kind of leaning in one direction the three looks straight up to me when he's sort of his base upwards yeah
0: yeah. And I, I, look, to make them, you got to take them. And I've been trying to tell Chris, yeah. Chris doesn't like the transition threes, but if you're feeling it, really you're do. feeling they it. Too, and they're, well, and they're, starting, they're starting to come around. I do have to ask you, and this is a bit of a sidebar, but I know you've been listening to the show because mm-hmm. you are a friend of the show. The Tyrese Halliburton thing, how does it feel from your perspective? It feels like every time De'Aaron does something, he gets named player of the week. Here comes Halliburton with another crazy situation and, and numbers just nuts. And people are saying they could have had both of them and not really understanding what they actually looked like together. What would you say to those who let, let's just say that they're people listening or watching right now that are seeing this or trying to understand and they're starting to get swayed? by the rest of NBA social media. Where are your thoughts on the whole Halliburton thing? And hopefully one day we can just put this thing to bed.
1: I'll start by saying I think the Kings got the lesser of the two players in the deal. And I think fine. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who's the better player. It matters it how did it affect that team? It clearly worked for both sides. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's an argument that that trade did not work for the Kings. They've been extremely successful. They have a core that they can continue to build off of. I genuinely think that if this team gets one more guy on the caliber of Domas, which again is a big if, right? Mm -hmm. But they have their, all their picks except this next year's upcoming, which makes 2025 tough to trade because of the stipend rule. But um, you have a handful of picks moving forward. If you go get that third guy, you're probably right there, close Mm -hmm. to contention, knocking, you know, you just need some more playoff experience. So While, sure, I think Tyrese is better than Domas and is younger and has way more team control, the Kings were able to bring back Domas. They have him locked up. You can argue about, you know, the value of that deal if you want. Um, But it's worked. Mm -hmm. It's worked. Like, this is just going to happen for a little while. Trey Young and Luka Doncic's conversation surrounded for a little while. Um, I guess I grew up a Celtics guy, but I feel like Tatum and Fultz was a conversation for a long time. I feel like it slows down a little bit eventually, but why can't both sides win and that's enough? Because that's
0: how it is yeah. in, in, you know, in, in really the world period. But and it there never happens, to be, right. to be there, fair. No, it, it rarely happens. And I think the biggest thing is that the Kings immediately took a step and a lot of people would say, well, based on the timing and how long Sabonis has been with the Kings, do you think that the Kings would have made the playoffs last season if they still had De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton
1: together? I think they could have. Like, I'm of the opinion I think that duo could have worked. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I I think it's been obviously beneficial for Tyrese to get the ball in his hands and be unlocked the way he has. I also think the same way you're seeing with Trey Young, that, like, you got to be able to play off ball. Mm -hmm. And I think Tyrese is a super smart player. He's doing that more so this season. They're trying to play him with other point guards. And um, I, I think that they're doing that a little bit more this year. I think they could have worked. Mm. I think they could have worked. I I think you would have needed to get more pieces around. Like, the spacing was not good on that team. Like, it's not just bringing in Domas. It's bringing in Malik Monk. It's bringing in Keegan Murray. It's bringing in Kevin Herter. Three elite shooters Mm -hmm. in the NBA, specifically Keegan and Kevin. Um, So, I, I think the duo wasn't the problem there. I think that... They players had,
2: around them. They had Buddy Heald. They had Marvin staff, Bagley. Oh, the, the Buddy. Whoa, 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 the no, Buddy. I mean, getting hot now. much. getting hot. I sure. just mean to Brendan's <laughs> point, like the Kings did do a massive yeah. overhaul in that ha- and after that half season with Sabonis, they came into last year with a completely different team to where it's almost at this point you can't even realistically try and gauge where the Kings would be if they kept Tyrese because. Who knows if they would have been in a situation to draft Keegan. Who knows if they would have made the moves or felt necessary to make the moves to get Kevin Herter to bring in Malik Monk. So it's like, you don't even know what this team would look like if Tyrese was there. All you can really go off of is how those two look together. And it looked clunky in the times that we did see them together. Of course, they're both excellent all-star all NBA level players. So they probably would have figured it out to an extent, but of course, it would. It just wouldn't have looked – I don't think either guy would have been able to to be the guy that we see today.
1: It would just look different. It would. It would can, just look different. Can I ask you guys this real quick? hmm What if Mike Brown was the one figuring it out? You know what I'm saying? This was Luke Walton. It's a good point. Mm. It's a good point. And they just brought in unanimous coach of the year, which was, you know, like I said, the surrounding staff, but also the coaching staff they brought in, and you got some continuity from your front office. Like,
2: I guess my question would be – Sabonis is such a massive part of the Kings' current Agreed. identity, especially yeah. as an offense. I don't, I don't even know what a Mike, what a Mike Brown led Sabo, or, um, Halliburton Fox offense would look like.
1: Let's say that you know, if we were going down hypotheticals, like why not? say they don't draft Avion and they draft Shangoon. De'Aaron, Tyrese and Shingun. Oh, here we go. Like we I'm did just the saying, drafting it earlier could work. Like I do get a little bothered by like they they were never going to work. What if they traded up I think for Franz Wagner? Worked. Or if they just won the coin flip, I would right. never get over that. Yeah, we we got go to get we got
0: to get to a break. Brandon. you got one more with us. What's the deal here? Sure. You got to run. Let's All try. right. Uh, and Watkins, we'll be right back with Brennan Nunes, Sacktown Sports, Kings Reporter. We'll talk to you soon. Live and local, it's Styles and Watkins. Watch the show on youtube.com slash Sports1140
3: or listen on the Sacktown Sports app.
0: Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2 p.m. Brandon Nunez, like I said. Hardest worker in the biz had to go, had to get ready to handle some kings stuff. So thank you to Brennan for joining us. Great stuff. I mean the trade the trade generator got dusted off. And I do feel bad about the whole how we discussed Davion Mitchell. But you know, when you have a team that can struggle shooting the basketball and you have a guy that you are hoping could help you not necessarily shoot the ba- just in general yeah. and you you feel like you're missing something and then a keon ellis goes out and you're thinking okay are we going to see something you just haven't been seeing and unfortunately yeah. i think to your point ninth pick in the draft and that little, that background has kind of cast a Follows shadow a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah on the text line 916-339-1140 if you want to be a part of the conversation the text line says, yesterday you guys were talking about blowouts and how many are okay. And I've been thinking about it, and I think if we're being honest with ourselves about this team, we really do live and die by our shooting, maybe more so than any other team. I think there's some level of acceptance needed that we're going to lose bad when our shots aren't falling. For sure. I mean,
2: I think that's that's part of the the downfall of them being so kind of team-oriented, if yeah. you will, is the Kings do kind of need some help. They need Mm -hmm. some of their guys to get going. It's not predicated on De'Aaron is going to lead us with 35-plus points and Sabonis is always going to pour in 25-plus, and then we just need like a 14-piece from someone else. No, we've seen the Kings' formula for success this year is – can Harrison give them 15 with two threes? Can Kevin Herter give them near 20 with three or four threes? Can Keegan defend and still knock down a couple perimeter jumpers or can Malik Monk have himself a night? The Kings just aren't really built to have individuals carry them. And so, yeah, I think when so much of your supporting cast are primarily shooters, Mm -hmm. I think we're kind of seeing the downfall of that. And, It's kind of funny because this offseason, kind of tongue-in-cheek, I was asking, is it possible to have too many shooters? Mm -hmm. And I think, in a weird way, this is the product of having too many shooters is you rely too much on jump shots instead of getting to the rim or setting it. Like, you're just – you're so focused – One-dimensional, if you will. Yeah. Uh, You're so one-dimensionally looking for the three-point shot that you almost forget to do everything else that sets up the three-point shot.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think, again, to try to be fair to the Kings and look at other teams, specifically in the Western Conference. And we talked— Take Golden State out of it, Take take Golden State out of it. And you have the Lakers, right, who— Honestly, if the Lakers and Kings switched a couple pieces, they might face each other in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> they really would. A little would. bit of defense here, a little bit yeah. of shooting here. But the Lakers, you know, yeah, I mean, Rury doesn't really get I mean, – Rury's really turned into more of a shooter. He yeah. can bang down low sure. sometimes. Austin Reeves can create. He definitely can. Right, having a guy like Austin Reeves on your D-Lo. team. D-Low. Right. Uh, Mr. Slow I know they call Kyle Anderson Slow Mo, but D Lo is Slow Mo to me. So, yeah, some pieces that can change some things up. The yeah. Lakers do have that. That's why everybody was high on the Lakers you have this you can't even really count the Suns either because they just have playmakers I all think around. that's
2: I'm trying to go through teams in my head and yeah. the funny thing is so many teams especially now just rely on their stars and right. that's really what it is is you know yeah the Suns they're gonna if they're not gonna win a lot of games if KD doesn't have the 30 Mavs. plus the Mavs aren't gonna win a lot of games if Luca doesn't have 35 yeah. 10 and 10 Kyrie pours in 20 as now well Now the
0: Timberwolves are interesting
2: that's an interesting case but mm-hmm. they also are a team that they understand that mm-hmm. they don't have i mean anthony edwards is a star but they don't have that collective firepower so what do they do well they're the second best defensive team yeah. in the nba and so you don't have to obviously score as much mm-hmm. if you're holding the other team to fewer points and so that's really the the other example i mean okc i guess but um even okc like they they I think they're this is the season where they try and figure out that scoring balance of what, what their formula is for wins and I yeah, I, I think that the
0: Nuggets. Are
3: what they, about the Pelicans who the Kings play tonight? Well,
2: the Pelicans are kind of a rare case where they're they're pretty I mean, especially with Zion, they're mm. they're gonna be paint centric, but they don't really have an identity at this moment. Yeah, they just uh, haven't
0: played it doesn't feel yeah. like they've played enough together. No. But yeah, in theory C,
2: Yeah, CJ's not coming it, back in Yeah, either. in
0: theory the Pelicans could be balanced. They yeah. could be fairly balanced. They got Jordan Hawkins shoot the three ball. You got Man. Brandon Ingram that can do the midi got stuff. You got Valentin. Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy. Trey yeah. Murphy. So you got theory, But that's why last year, a lot of people thought last the last the couple were the years one seed. The Pelicans, yeah. December last
3: year. Yeah, the Pelicans are pretty darn. And Zion is that dude. Like when he yes. plays. His skill set is best in the league. Kind of skill set. So that skill. changes the game. I don't
2: know about skill set. Like, I don't, his, like, all-around game?
3: No, I'm just saying, Kyle. like, what he brings to the table is so unique. Kyle. Kyle.
0: If the, you have a big bopper in there that can <laughs> go beef on beef with Zion, you could slow him down. Yeah, he doesn't have gotta, a Euro gotta, step. Doesn't, he doesn't right, have creativity. He, right, he's not a step back three on you. I want to talk about one dimension. Kyle, he had 12 field goals last game, and 11 of them were – Left-handed yeah,
3: layups He's he's taken Zero three-pointers This year He has attempted In the modern NBA He has attempted yeah. Zero three-pointers But what's the old uh, Slogan Why do you need a, a secondary move If your right hook Is so good
0: No I hear you. But we're, we're Against a team That has no one To defend him
3: yeah, no, I i don't want to be the Zion Williamson Zion is this elite now. person. You're a Zion Look, guy Look, there's a reason he was picked number one in the draft. This man That's started right. in the All-Star game at 21 years old.
0: I hear you. I got to deal with Kyle and the Zion cape. I got to deal with Chris and the Luca cape. It's just a lot of capes. Is that the Justice League, fellas. <laughs> It's too many.
3: There's a reason the Pelicans were number 1 in the West before he got hurt and it wasn't because of Jose Alvarado. No,
0: look, and and look, they might be they had a team meeting and we then the Kings are going to go up against a team in the Pelicans that have felt like they have hit the refresh button and after they are 1 and 0 since their team meeting and yep. they feel like they can they can do some things and they are trying to turn it around. So the Kings are going to have their hands full. All game long, and they're missing Keegan. They're they're probably going to be missing yep. Keegan Murray. They're going to get Trey Lyles back. So I completely hear you on the fact that this is not going to be an easy task, right? No, no, yeah. The Kings are favored right now by one and a half. So it's essentially really? a, it's a pick'em. And this was that's as of this morning. Wow, yeah. This is as of this morning. This right. isn't with Keegan officially out. I would assume it sways once. If Keegan is officially out, either way, no. it's a pick'em. Yeah, right I mean now.
2: that's and that's surprising to me. I mean, yeah, and I'm looking at the line right now; it's Kings one and a half. So I, that's surprising, I guess. Vegas maybe banks in the fact that there Vegas is some sort of you know, post blowout, yeah, return back to the get to the wipes what you really are get the wet wipes. Know? That's that's interesting. I mean, I I don't I'm I like I said up top at the top of the show, I'm still nervous for tonight. I I just I didn't with Keegan being out. <laughs> I just I don't think they they are closer to figuring out yeah. the Zion problem or the Brandon Ingram problem either. Mm-hmm. And then again, like Herb Jones had a sneaky eighteen I think Herb, the other day. Really? Uh, you know, Jonas Valanciunas, who I was praising, he yeah. had a quiet. I didn't realize but he, that's a man. He took like eight shots, and that's he, a what, man's man. He's huge. He is massive. That yeah. dude is Paul Bunyan in real life. Like right. him and Stephen Adams are unique in their size i mean there's just not many people who are that massive of humans
0: close your eyes right now did you hear the thing going around social media that was valanchunas is jason kelsey and travis kelsey put together
2: no, I did. I heard Draper say that on the broadcast that he looked like a Kelsey brother. My girlfriend actually said it like he does. Two seconds before he Draper does. did. I had never seen
0: it before, but I see it. It's the, it's
2: the, I think be- it's the yeah. beard.
3: People have been making yeah. the Valanchunas looks like Kelsey since like twenty eighteen too. Right, but I, mean, I
0: do think that it's not that he looks like Travis Kelsey. He does look like if they had a third brother that looked like yes both of them combined. <laughs> And he could be playing football with how big he is. Yes. So he's a problem that fools down low. A so problem. when you're not dealing with Zion, you're dealing with him. Yeah. And when you're de- not dealing with any of them on the perimeter, you got to deal with Brandon Ingram. Yep. Who? What's funny about basketball right now is we talk about the wings and these, these aliens, how guys just keep getting taller and taller. Yeah. There was a time when Brandon Ingram was supposed to be the, the newest alien yep. on the block. Yep. And then... Katie Light. Exactly, and then Chad Holmgren came, and then Wimbanyama came. So we don't look at Brandon Ingram the same way, but he is a problem. Yeah, he's he a was problem. A, he was
2: he was in that unicorn category. He was. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I I still think I still love Brandon Ingram's game. There was a mm-hmm. streak last year where I think he had. Like fifteen straight games with yeah. twenty five plus points he, was like, cooking. he 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 can be a problem and we saw I mean we saw it on Monday. Like if you let that dude get going, mm-hmm. he doesn't need a lot of space and he's so long, he's so tall, like he can get it over a lot of guys, and and that's why the Kings just – they to me, physicality is going to be the key with both Brandon Ingram and Zion. They have to be physical with those two guys and just make them uncomfortable. You saw, like, you know, when Keegan was guarding Wemby, he didn't try and be as big as did and try and, you know, do like he's mm-hmm. a bear and just make yourself right. as big as possible. you got to be physical with them and, and cramp their space because yeah. the thing about guys with length is they need space to get their arms above their head. They don't right. like – feeling like they're in a box. So you just you got to make them uncomfortable. I'm excited to see what Duarte maybe can do tonight with that. Again, he really likes to get out. in people's face, but he's got to be able to stay out of foul trouble because without him, that's when the Kings are going to go look at Kessler Edwards and say, "Can can you go on him for a couple for 10 minutes or something?" They and and after that, it's Trey Lyles and who knows if Sasha can go? I don't know if Sasha's ready for for a defensive responsibility like that. So it's I, I still have a lot of concerns. Forget the fact that you can say the Kings just, you know, they were exhausted and nothing from Monday is going to roll over to, to, to today. But I still see a lot of matchup problems. that the, I'm not saying they can't solve, but they just – they're going to have to figure out if they want to have a chance tonight because they – Crazy to say, but they don't have their best defender in Keegan Murray out there.
0: Today. No, they don't. And we got to get to a break. But, you know, sometimes life does have a bit of bad luck. And I'm thinking, so the Kings are going to have to face the Rockets without De'Aaron Fox <laughs> when the Rockets have probably played their best stretch of basketball that they might play all season yep. we don't yeah, know they're back to six and they're, six they're back to six and six and then they're going to have to face a Pelicans team who just got healthy yeah. with zion williamson fresh off a team meeting and a team that they know that they have been yep. underperforming and are now in the midst of trying to turn it back around so if this is this is tough times for the kings what yes. you got? real
2: quick i do want to throw out this stat i found this last night uh the kings next two opponents the pelicans and the timberwolves one and two, respectively, in opponent three-point percentage in terms of lowest three-point percentage. So we talked earlier about how reliant this team is on three-point shooters. The Pelicans, wow. opponents shoot 31.7% against the Pelicans. Uh, the Timberwolves, 33% flat. Uh, Man, opponents get shoot. that so float game going. They've got to. They have to, especially, I mean, we're going to talk about the Timberwolves later in today, but with Gobert and, and Nas Reed and Cat down there, You got to figure out how to score in the paint still, but you you can't abandon the three.
0: We're going to power through and still find a way to pick our dogs of the game. Have to. It's coming up. It's coming up next. And you got two again because you don't have a show with us. That's coming up next. Get your dogs ready. Sal's and Watkins, Sactown Sports. Sacramento has a new tag team in the midday. It's Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. We will be joined by Chase Sr. of Chat Sports at 1:30. He talks Niners and Eagles. So we will have a good conversation about him or with him about the MVP conversation. We'll also get into some NBA as well. One o'clock, we will have our Truck Smart Drive of the game. We want to hear your thoughts on that. But right now, we want to talk about your dog of the game, uh, uh. Of the game, oh, we got multiple. Multiple. You have a Black Friday game. That's true. And you have this good? game tonight that you have to pick your dogs for. And really, Chris, I want to, I want to hold your feet to the fire and ask for a prediction. Because oh, okay. you do not... Okay. Seem I don't very miss. confident no,
2: no, right now. No, 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 and I don't miss all my predictions, as we found out.
0: So cool. I maybe we don't want you to even <laughs> say anything. <laughs> don't
3: because reverse jinx time. You yeah. know
2: what? Hold on. Let me let me let me get some numbers here real quick before I uh, before I pick my dog because I wanted to go with this man um, before before Monday's game. Uh, against New Orleans, mm-hmm. and I don't believe I did. No, I didn't. I went with uh, Demonis Sabonis for for Monday's game right. uh, as my dog of the day get, get of the game. Uh, this time, I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox. And maybe it feels obvious. Maybe it feels like a little bit of a bailout to mm-hmm. go with the best player uh, for the Kings to be their dog. But it just makes sense, especially against this opponent. Here He just had a stinker against them the other day. Two of 12 from three. It was not good. Uh, his worst game of the season so far. But did you know, and I think I told you this the other day, De'Aaron Fox absolutely destroys the New Orleans Pelicans throughout uh, his career so far. The Pelicans uh, are the team that he averages the second most points per game against uh, against any other franchise. Hmm. He also had his career high 44 against the New Orleans Pelicans as well. I'm going to pick De'Aaron Fox. And I, th- I think he's going to have a, uh, we'll say, a 37-point performance tonight. And uh, you know what? Kings are going to win.
0: Wow. Yeah. 115-107. And didn't you say just a little something for those who play trivia? Yep. He was technically born in New Orleans. Technically born in New Orleans, yes. Went to high school and, and I believe was
2: raised in Texas, but mm-hmm. was uh, legally born in New Orleans.
0: Wow. So There you go. The home cooking. Yes, the trivia out there. That's a good one. Kyle... Who's your dog for tonight? It's
3: got to be Trey Lyles, right? First game of the season. Really? Coming in. It's it's going to be a fun return for him. Much needed because of all the, the injuries the Kings have piling up right now. Yeah. So, yeah, let's say Trey Lyles is going to be a big contributor tonight. Uh, the, the boldest prediction I can think of is that he'll have double-digit points. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's fair. That's fair. All right. And all no right. Zion posters. And zero and Zion being posters. Being on zero
3: posters. Javale yeah, McGee. That's another question. Yeah, but Trey Lyles, he'll be good. <laughs> okay,
0: so I'm, I'm I'm looking here. Harrison with 16 last game. You know, hey, just a little slide man, under oh the man. radar there. You know, you know. That's I think the- um, I think I'm gonna go with someone. I went with the monkey dog mm-hmm. last game, and it did not work out for me. Kind of want to double up, but I'm not going to. I think that this guy needed to get his legs back under him or his finger back under him, and now he will be feeling good. It just didn't look right what I saw from Kevin Herter, but I think love it. he will get back on track tonight. Dude, he was on fire before he Yes, out, so. and, and I think I'm going to go Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter. As the Sorry. dog tonight. Love it. There you go. Love it. Because you're going to need to be. Yep. Manny Too Legit agrees with Chris saying De'Aaron's going for 35-plus tonight with five rebounds and six, more than six assists. Wow. wow. That should just be dog mm. munching on bone. Okay. <laughs> well. At first, I didn't even know that was you at first. Then I remembered you said it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't even know what kind. Con- I hope that was during the dog advice. It, it, yes, it was. It Thank God. Shout out, okay.
3: Simone, for saving that in our drops. Thanks, it, Simone. It had to
0: Appreciate be. Appreciate that, Simone. Jess on the YouTube chat. Today's game, my dogs, tray all day. There you go. Okay. Jess and Kyle on the same page. All right. I thought we got rid of that <laughs> sound. That one, that like had that was bass deeper. in it. Yeah. That that kitty is, is ticked off. That is a mad...
3: I mean, Trey Lyles has been out all season. He's We got double dogs. We
0: do. Patrick Donaldson, Monk, will go off for 35. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Call your shot, that Patrick. Cat, that cat was Mufasa. That was Mufasa right there. And or Scar. Okay. All right. Let's do T-Wolves. T-Wolves. Now. Oh, boy. Now you're Now you're dealing with... The, the a, de, a defensive team. Mm-hmm. Okay, Anthony Edwards, he's probably going to check up De'Aaron. Yeah, probably because that's yeah. that's that, not going
2: to be Mike Conley. I don't think Mike Conley can stay in front of
0: De'Aaron these days. No, no. And but I will say Anthony Edwards, he he's been very open about wanting to guard these guys. Yeah. Right. So you got Anthony Edwards defensively. You got Rudy Gobert defensively. You got Carl Anthony Towns, who you can't sleep on him. He'll nope. he'll put up points right when you start forgetting what he's able to do so yeah you got Mike Conley who is that defensive or I guess I just, just Mike Conley is is like the T Wolves Harrison Barnes yes he's the wear a suit guy yes oh but absolutely he's a yes. wear a suit guy yes. but gives you a bit more yes, but yes. He's, he, you got to wear a suit and you got to invest okay
2: I really like this Minnesota team shocker um, I love Mike Conley also so I, I will not have any Mike Conley slander on this program now um, I'm going to. <laughs> now it's just nonstop <laughs> slander. Uh, let's say Monday uh, for the the dog for Friday's game. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to knock down perimeter shots against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know what? Why not? Let's. It's it's been a while for uh, did Unless unless we're counting Monday as a as a Harrison Barnes random resurgence game, but it does feel like we're we're far enough removed from the 33 point opening night to yes. where can we get a can we get get a 20 plus out of hb i mean they don't have jaden mcdaniels anymore you know he's he's gonna be out for i think uh two to three weeks or two to three months i can't remember which one it was uh so he's not gonna be playing on friday gotta take advantage of it i i think harrison is kind of lined up to i I believe he'll be going against slow-mo which might be a weird spider-man pointing at each other meme but uh yeah I, i think he should be able to uh to get what he wants against minnesota and that would be massive. That would definitely be big because it's going to be tough for Sabonis to try and have a good game when he's got to go against Gobert, Cat, and Nas Reed.
0: Yeah. Pretty much by himself. <laughs> yeah. it's a, This is a tough little stretch for the Kings. You're yeah. really going to find out what they're made of. And- for sure.
2: This is a brutal – I was looking at this Kings stretch right here. It is absolutely brutal. These next five games are just – a. a slugfest for this team they've got new orleans tonight they've got the minnesota on friday they've got golden state on tuesday back to back against the uh clippers on wednesday and then on saturday uh defending champs denver nuggets
0: hey hey this is what it takes to be a champion yeah all especially right? in the west exactly this is exactly what we've been talking about all season longer before the season even started got to get to a break when we get back we'll have kyle's dog and and mine as well. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.